Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. We have got loads and loads and loads and loads of breaking news this week, Tobes. That's quite a lot. There's there's loads, man. (laughs) I think there's too much. And also, we've got obviously the two games that we're previewing from the weekend. Good games. But we've got the four games that we... Sorry, we've got... Two games we're reviewing from the weekend, and we've got the four games that we're previewing this weekend. Wow, that was village. That was a village. Yeah. It's like I've never done this before. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. First, we've got to plug ourselves, though, mate. You plug away, big fella. Plug away. I can't. Uh, so, Twitter, the Super Rugby Pod. That's right. Uh, the Instagram. Now, this is a big one because we put questions out to you guys, and we want to hear what you've got to say. Uh, and that, I think, is the Super Rugby Podcast. And on the Gmail, it's the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com, or you can go Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. Either one works fine. I can't believe you made two. <laughs> <laughs> and with the Twitter, talking about putting out questions for them for our wonderful listeners to answer, we did put out who is the best coach. Yes. And we had a resounding success saying Razzie yeah. at this current time has I'm not to be surprised. deemed the best coach. Yep. Because of the result at the World Cup final. Although, Eddie Jones, it'll be kind of a, a longer run to really know who's best. Because if, if Eddie can take that England team and really push them on, then you'd have to say that he won't he's be able to, though. But first, breaking news story for this week is very excitingly, we have the World Club competition being muted, being pushed out there. And looking more and more likely that finally we're going to see the Southern Hemisphere clubs taking on the Northern Hemisphere clubs. And it looks like, Tobes, it's going to happen every four years. Every four years. So will that coincide with the Rugby World Cup? I would imagine not. I would imagine two in, in between that. Yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah. Know, so so obviously you've got the World Cup every yeah. four years. Yes. Two years later you'd have the... Any of the yeah. 
Yeah, they're looking actually to have the first one within 18 months. So it is two, wow. two years. Brilliant. Which would it'd be like the Commonwealth Games and the Olympic Games yeah. or the Euros in the world, isn't it? You know, every few years you've got something to look forward to. It'll but, be interesting to see when they actually have these competitions as well, you know. The, will it be at the end of the New Zealand or like the Southern Hemisphere season or the start and vice versa? Because if it's at the end of the season, those teams are going to be absolutely blowing. There'll be loads of injuries, but then if it's at the start... You never get I mean, it's, know. for me, it's pretty simple. Eh? All you do is you take top four of Super Rugby, you take the top four of Europe, and you, you play. An, but an, there's so many different European. Um, yeah, but Heineken Cup or the well, know, European Heineken Cup. Cup. There's Pro 14, and then there's the. Yeah, they're all still. The on the, they're, they're, they all still go. They all still go into they do, the European they? Cup. So take your top four of the European Cup, take your top four of Super Rugby, and happy days. Yeah, but what away if you, you go. It would it would be over. Maybe you'd play two games a week. No, but what about the Japanese rugby teams? That's yeah, not fair on them. Well, what yeah, about they, they, they the what about really, the American they don't, they teams? Don't. Not fair on them. Okay. You can't just say it's it's Southern Hemisphere, well, and then Europe. Well, they are the two major competitions you around the world. You might have to have some qualifying. You might have like four wild cards from yeah, around okay. the world. Yeah, okay. And Good then idea. you've got four from Super Rugby and then four from Europe. What's happened to you over the last couple of weeks? You've actually come up with some quite good ideas over the last couple of weeks. I think I've surpassed the Super Rugby podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, whatever way it works, yeah, I'm I like excited. It. I just hope they don't drag well, it out. I hope they don't ruin the other competitions. I still hope that you play your premiership because it won't work. We, we found out that if the premiership or the top 14, they're not movable. They're not flexible. No. But we could, these, it could be such a big money spinner. Oh, yeah. Definitely. For Definitely. all of those clubs. All what would you, you know, call it? World Rugby Club competition, mate. Nah, village. Village. <laughs> Needs to be tastier. What would you call it? You don't have any idea, do you? No, but... Uh, <laughs> see, you've got a really bad attitude right now, <laughs> and I don't like it. I always have a bad attitude. Uh, it has something to do with working with you. Makes me have a bad attitude. So, Ireland... Yes. A COVID... Well, Ireland Rugby... This is uh, the next story. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, just moving on. Mate, I had quite a bit more to say, but never mind. Did you? Go on, let's go Did on. Did you really? No, nah, nothing. No, of course you didn't. <laughs> you really had anything to say there. A COVID-free. So yeah, the, yeah. the Yeah. Two rounds of testing. Yeah, fantastic. Problem with all of this is they're COVID-free now. Doesn't mean they're going to be COVID-free tomorrow. And that's the problem that you've always got with this, yeah. this COVID. So you've got to be testing. Or cost, constantly testing. So will they play... Like New Zealand are playing. Because I, I, how many... They're, they're going to be playing behind closed doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, I mean, competition-wise. Yeah. The, the issue that, that, that all of these rugby competitions have is the cost of testing. You're talking about £60,000 for two rounds of testing. What? So you need to be testing regularly. Now, the Premiership Football, that's all well and good for them because they've got that money. The TV deals are so huge that they're going to make that money back and some, but not with rugby. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they deal with COVID. Uh, Unless you can be like New Zealand or Australia 
and pretty much have very few cases around. Now, Ireland has very few cases, but doesn't stop me and you going to Ireland for the weekend. And, well, you know, what well, we shouldn't do, no. but it, it wouldn't be able to stop us. You know? No, that's true. So that's the problem they're going to have. But it's a great sign for European rugby Fantastic. that Ireland might be back playing somewhat normal. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So they've tested. The union tested a further 118 in staff this week. Fantastic. All, all clear. Yeah, I like all it. All clear. Now, when, it's interesting. When the footballers did it, they tested thousands. Yeah. And they only found something like 1% of people actually tested positive. Wow. So it's not surprising, actually, that they're, they're all clear. Next story. I thought you'd like this one. This is especially for you, uh, Tobwa. It's Danny Seperani has found love through his mental health campaign. Would you like to <laughs> No. No. I don't even know how. So basically, one of his best friends, uh, Flack, passed away, high-profile TV personality over here. Is it Christine Flack, I think? And he's he's struggling, you know, and this is actually to be very brave of him because mental health has been something that, you know, a lot of men don't talk about. No, true. And he's bringing it to the forefront. So this is all fantastic. And, And through that, through a friend of Kerry Katona, who's also a well he's found he's found love. That's brilliant. Which is great to... I can see why he found love. Yeah, and the reason why I've put this in here is that um, a source revealed in the Mirror, which is a very well-known, well-reputable <laughs> paper, uh, Danny Cipriani's got a spring in his step. Wow. As he's found love during the lockdown period. And when you see the pictures of who he's found love with, you can maybe understand why he's got a spring in a step through lockdown. Yes, she's very well endowed, isn't she? (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about. No. Anyway. I've only got ice for Mrs. Vaughan. I think we should move on (laughs) swiftly. So, uh... New rugby superstar. Can we just go back there? No, just we can't. No. Danny, trust Danny Severiani yeah. to find love during lockdown with a brunette who... Anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, new rugby superstar reveals he could play for England. Now, who's this rugby star? Hoskins Satutu. Yes, so how many games have we watched him play? <laughs> Three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've watched him play more. Yeah, we have. I think he was there last year, and yeah. he was making a name for himself last year. But so he he is a 21 year old back row uh, for the Blues. Yeah, and he has been sensational. Yeah, until I think last week he last weekend he didn't have a great game. Not well, a bad I, game, but no, not, not a great a bad, game. No, exactly. But so yeah, so you know when you do think he could play for Fiji. Yes. He could play for the All Blacks. Yeah. Or he could play for England. And that hurt. Yeah. That hurt. <laughs> so, yeah. Should we do this again? He could play for Fiji. <laughs> he could play for England. Or he could play for New Zealand. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he's a great player. Um, I feel like we could potentially keep him here. I mean... I've I've read it and he he wants to keep his options open, which is fair enough. But all he's doing at the moment is focusing on the Blues, which is quite level headed, I think. For you know, how old is he? Twenty one. That's really smart because yeah. he's basically turning around and saying, "I'm going to have to make a decision pretty soon." Of course, yeah. Well, you'd so yeah, you know, you think so. All Blacks, if you don't want me, then uh, 
England, come and knock him. What's he going to do? Where would he go? To Saracens? Can't pay for him. No, I mean, he could go anywhere, couldn't he? He's, oh, yeah, he's he going to get paid £25,000 per game playing for England. £25,000 per game. Is that how much they game. get paid to play for England? For a test match, yeah. Twenty five grand per game. Per game. Per, just one <laughs> 80 minutes. Well, if you get on for like five seconds, 25 grand. You don't have to start. That's pretty impressive, eh? You can't compete with that. That's ridiculous. I think he'll want to play for the ABs. I think he's good enough to play for the ABs. I think he's done enough already in the season to be selected in the squad. Yeah. So you've got to play, though. He, the, literally, you, what you've got to do is you've got to do, if, if you're Fozzie, Ian Forster, uh, yeah. is you've got to do um, a Clive Woodward here. You've which got to is, nurture him. No, no, no. You've got to do a Clive Woodward, which is this. Clive Woodward gave anyone a game like 10 minutes, just so that they qualified for England and they couldn't go and play for anyone else. Henry Paul, a good example of that. A wealth of, of uh, I think, Vinacolo came on, played. Um, Shantane Harpy came on, played, and then just dumped them off. Yeah, I'm not saying they should dump them off, but what he has to do is he has to get them in the All Blacks. Yeah, definitely. Play them as soon as possible, and then... He's can, got no then option. You, then, then you can nurture him. They are looking to change the way that you can be selected. And if you haven't played, I think, more than five games for a for a country, right. you could be selectable for um, another country. Oh, wow, really? Which would make a huge difference. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at those, those guys who come over from Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, don't quite make it, but maybe play for the under-21s or whatever the capture team is, and then they can't go and play for their, for their uh, national side yeah. or their, or their home, ta- uh, home country. The Pia Tower is a great example of that, Charles Pia Tower. But I do think he's, he made his choice, didn't he? He could yeah. have played for the All Blacks. Yeah, def- he was a great player. And I he, he decided him. to go for the money. I'm not blaming him. Yeah. Well, he's over a million pounds a year, isn't he? Yeah, uh, reportedly so. Reportedly so. But that's a big it's a big one, eh? Because I hate to think we could we would lose old Hoskins to to England. I know, but I'm sure Eddie Jones has already rung him. Probably, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I was steady Eddie. Coronavirus. Next one, mate. Coronavirus Eddie, is, Eddie. has taken its next victim. It has, and it comes in the form of King Carlos Spencer. Yeah, Carlos. I feel really like it's not good, is it? That you look at the New Zealand franchises and. He, yes, okay. He, he's not. I think is he is he the attack coach, Carlos? I think, I think he could he, be the attack coach. So he's the attack coach, yeah. And he's basically being told we're going to make you redundant mm. at the end of the season. And King Carlos has obviously made enough money over his years to say, "Listen, I'll go now, and I'll spend some time with the family." And actually, now by doing it, it's more high profile. He'll probably. Get another He'll job. Probably pick something up quite yeah, quick. Yeah, quite quickly, I would imagine. But it's still unfortunate, though. And, oh, and it does yeah. say here, you know, he's, he's he's in no hurry to make any decisions, and like you said, he just wants to enjoy time with friends and family. Yeah, I want to spend time with friends and family too. Unfortunately, I haven't played years and years of rugby at a at a really high level to then just be able to make those decisions. I'm in, I'm in no hurry. I am in a hurry. I've got to I've got to feed the family. The next story, though, is absolutely groundbreaking for English rugby. Right. We have got five Leicester Tigers players who have decided they're not going to take a pay cut. 
we're not taking a pay cut. They're saying, we've got contracts with you. You have to, uh, you know, go through with the contract. Wow. And wait for this. It's some massive players. I don't mean physically. And some of them are physically yeah. massive as well. But you've got Genge, right. Alice Genge. You've got George Ford, wow. whose father's on the coaching side of the club. And he's not he? taking a pay cut, yeah? I thought his dad was Irish coach. No. No. Oh, no, that's that's Farrell. <laughs> Farrell, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tuolangi. Yeah. Then randomly Greg Bateman. Good on you, Greg. And Kyle Eastman. Now, I'm, am I right here in thinking that four out of those five are England players? So potentially... Well, you've you, three. Who, who's the... Who's, Kyle, Kyle. I think Kyle Eastman is also an England player. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Oh, right, okay. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, even Greg Bateman might be, but I don't think he is. Uh, will we stand? Will we stand corrected? Yeah, I'm sure someone will tell us. Now that's happened, obviously, in in Australia with the Reds, where they've had a number of guys that all came through one agent who recommended that they don't go. Oh, right, okay. And sign. There you go. Didn't go down very well with no. Brad Thorne. Imagine telling Brad Thorne. You're gonna do something He'd eat that, your he, face. <laughs> that he's not gonna like. He'd eat your face. He would, eh? Oof, he's a scary man. He's a scary man. So it's huge, huge news that is that you know you got players, and to be fair, I don't actually blame them. And and everyone thinks that rugby players get paid a lot of money. Uh, they don't in reality, unless you're at the absolute highest level. Playing, if you're playing for England, you're getting paid significant amount of money. If you're making the team every single yeah. match. But if you're just playing for Harlequins and you're kind of a reserve midfield back, yeah. you're not getting paid a no. huge, huge amount of money. And, you, you know, let's be honest to say, you've probably got a career of 10 years, you know, and then what do you do? You can't go to university or, or you probably have had to give up university yeah. to play professional rugby. Well, now that they're, you know, they're so young when they actually start, Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, you, you, you're focusing on the here and now, which is playing rugby. It's pretty hard to then focus on what you're going to do after well, exactly, rugby. Yeah. And, you know, unless you're an international, possibly TV isn't going to come into it. No. Reporting. Well, even then. You're probably going to have to do a Super Rugby podcast or something along those lines to uh, help make <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I feel, I, I, I don't know whether I'd be as brave as them. And maybe if I was as high profile as them, I don't think I would have done it because arguably they can all afford to take that pay cut. But it is a permanent pay cut. We're talking about permanent pay cuts of around about 25%. It's not just for COVID. Yeah. It's after COVID as well. So that is all the breaking news. We do have one or two other stories that question listeners have asked us. So we're going to come to those a bit later. But we are now going to review the weekend's matches. And Tobes, what was the first game? Up. First game was uh, Blues Highlanders, 27-24. Very close finish. Um, I sort of thought that the Blues would run away with this. I think at half time they definitely looked like mm. they were going to run away with it, didn't but they? But then I think the good thing about the Highlanders is that they always sort of, they're always in there, always within touching distance. They're never out of the game. They're that team that's a bit gritty, aren't they? You've got to give it to them and say, "Oh yeah, they never, ever, ever give up." Do no, they? that's right. Never give up, and they just stay in matches. All, I mean, I, I can't, I can't remember another match where they've 
just fallen by the wayside. Is that a Tony Brown thing? Is it an Aaron Major thing? Could be. But, you know, we've said for years they are arguably the best team yes. when it comes to teamwork with yes. the limited players they have. And you think the end of last year, they lost. I mean, they literally they lost, lost her of a lot, their whole they? team. Uh, they had almost gone down to the supermarket to go and find players to play for them. But absolutely phenomenal how they stayed in this game. A little bit heartbreaking that they lost it in the end, really, because missed the kick to draw. Yes. And then the rest is history. But what did you think of the game as a whole? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think, the again, Blues were at home. The Blues fans showed up. The blue and that they are showing up in the. I mean, droves, aren't fair, they? it wasn't as big as the first game, but that was kind of to be expected, I think. Yeah, but there was a lot of people there, which is fantastic. You know, you look back to before COVID, the Blues were the worst. Exactly, the Blues were the worst. I mean, it they? made it even worse because they had such a big stadium. But it, you know, it was it's good to see it back. Wasn't it funny because we were watching this game and the first thing we looked for was to see the crowd. Yeah. Really, we go, oh, oh. Apart from that top run, she's looking pretty yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic to see because it is all about crowd sizes and and that must boost the players on. Yeah. Um. Does it have a Does it have something to do with the fact that the Blues are looking great? Well, obviously, potentially. But you know that they've that they've played. You know they've won Super Rugby titles with less crowd. Yes, watching them. A who, couple of who played well. Well, should we go on who didn't play well? Yes, please <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> so Scott now, Gregory. Now, what would say about good old Scott Gregory? As soon as he came on the pitch, I looked at you. You looked at me, and we went, "Who is that?" <laughs> now, everyone will know if you've listened to the Super Rugby podcast for any length of time. I have a uh, a soft spot for long-haired rugby players in a negative way. <laughs> so uh, Scott Gary not just didn't just have the the long hair, he had the undercut. I know, yeah. And, and he had and he had the bum fluff. The bum fluff, and I thought to myself, he's either going to be really good or I am going to bag him on well, the Super Rugby podcast. You've put it here, it's like flash boots. You know, play with flash boots at grassroots you're like, "Oh, is he going to be good, or is he? Mum and Dad's bought those for him. Haven't they? <laughs> They've gone in the warehouse and bought those. <laughs> the one who it. You know, you got like Faf the clerk, right? Long here, yeah. But you can't take the mick out of him, no, can you? Because he's, he's a damn good. good. Scott Gregory dropped every high ball. We <laughs> <laughs> not. We not. Well. I mean, I really felt for the guy. Fourth was, choice. Was it the first fullback. try? Charge down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe Ooh. second try or something like that. Charge down. Not good. Do you know what? I, okay, let, let's get off Scott Gregory. Yes. I think he's probably feels bad enough yeah. already. I mean, he, he, he's not going to listen to this, so it's okay. No, no. Uh, Rob Thompson, I thought, was really solid for the Highlanders. He has been, though. And, and Tompkins. Uh, I quite like that pairing. Yeah. They, they, Defensively, they're quite good. Yeah, and, and I mean... Defensively, they're good. On attack, they're okay. They don't really have the the kind of back three to to release. I think if they had the back three, if you looked at Ben Smith was still playing, Wasaki Naholo was still oh, playing. Gosh, you think how much that would change? I tell you what, there's no one in that back line where I go. They're exciting. No, I mean you know Mitch Hunt or well, Aaron Smith's pretty exciting. Yeah, but he's not. He's not on the wing though, is he? 
He's no. not going to be making breaks midfield. No. They've got a really workmanlike back line. But we've said it before. They're a, they're a team, aren't they? They've got That's a why they've got no superstars in there. Or they, I mean, they might have a couple. But they're, you know, they're only three points off being Arguably seen... the leading team. Well, arguably, they are the leading team, aren't they? Yeah, but well, they're, you know, the Crusaders have got a game in hand. True, true. Now, what else I thought was really interesting was there was way less penalties yes. in this match. In fact, there was way less penalties over the weekend. Over the weekend. Yeah. Was that because the players have come to grips with the rules, or was that because it was more of a hybrid rules from the referees, which was old school ruck rules and new school ruck rules? Do you think he just did a better job of merging the two? I think it's um, potentially both. You know, both team and ref. You know, the the teams have now sort of got into the, the you know, into the game a bit more where they're a bit more savvy around the ruck. They know what to expect now from the referees. And now I think the referees have kind of clocked on, right, the players know what we're on about, so we're not going to be, we're not going to come down with Thor's hammer. Yeah, we're not going to come down on them like a ton of bricks. Yeah, which they were with the first two games. Is kind of what you need. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now well, the players know. It was my fear. Know. It was my fear that they were going to penalise everyone off the park. Which there's they going to be did. A, there's going to be a big backlash, which yeah. there was. Yeah, and then they were going to go soft. And I tell you, the rule that I really hope they don't go soft is the offside line. Yes, and the reason why I don't think they should go soft on the offside line is because they've got touchies who should be screaming at players, 12 get onside, 13 get onside. You know, it's so easy to do yeah. from a touchy's point of view. And if they do that, if they're offside, they're offside. You know, it's like anything. You warn a player, 12, next, last time you're offside, get back. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he's penalised. Yeah. So I hope they don't go soft on that. Another thing that I loved and I saw... And I thought, oh, as a Crusaders fan, we're, we may be in a lot of trouble. Is the Blues and the way that they shape up now. They still pretty much run a one three three one pod system. Yeah. But what they're doing differently is they are running onto the ball a little bit like an English team or a South African team. Yeah. And Big they've got boys massive, massive yeah. ball carriers, don't they? You've got Patrick oh, Tupoloto. Gosh. You've got... Hoskins Satutu. Yeah. You've, You've got, got uh Yuani. Yuani. Right? The list goes on in the Ford pack. Yeah. But then in the back line, you've got Rico. So if it doesn't go to the Fords, no. well, they've got a hold for them because yeah. they're running at pace. It goes then to Bowden. Yeah. It goes then to Rico. Rico. You've got TJ Fani, who's been playing great. Yeah. Mark Talia. Yeah. <laughs> what a bad And on line. the other one you've got Caleb Clark. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'd rather Stop. take. <laughs> so you know, yeah, and they're doing that really well. My big, big question mark is: they did that for forty minutes, and then then that then it went. They dropped off and it evaporated. They? That game plan evaporated. Well, again, you know, I'm not sure if they got tired or the Highlanders sort of got the game plan sorted. But that, that's what let the Highlanders back into the game. And that's what almost let them win it. Yeah. They literally had their foot on the Highlanders' throat at half time. Yeah. And then they just let them come storm yeah. back into it. 
certain individual players, people, a lot of people are talking about Caleb Clark. Yes. We've had a discussion about Caleb Clark. I feel, no, yeah, I yes. feel, <laughs> yeah. Well, like it's Toby's like, we don't discuss anything. You just talk to me, <laughs> <laughs> talk at me, not to me. Um, Caleb, I think he's a, I think he's a thirteen. Yeah, you've said that. I don't think. So where does Rico go? Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, yeah. You, you think he could I be a twelve, th- don't you? I think Caleb should go to twelve. A hard running Lamape like player. Where did his Where did his father play? Do you know that one? As a real blues fan that you've become, um, his, his father was a centre as well. Oh, there you go. I'm pretty sure he was a thirteen. Either, either. Tw- I'm pretty sure he was a thirteen. Right. Fantastic thirteen. Yeah. And and what was really interesting is what about Rico at twelve? Yeah, imagine I mean, having Bowden Barrett, Rico, Caleb Clark, uh, Talia. Who would you have at fullback? Not Duffy, because he's... Oh, you mean for... Well, you'd have, you'd have Barrett, wouldn't you? Well, no, Bowden at 10, man. Oh, Bowden at 10. Well, that's another discussion. Did I just not have. listen to you? Nah, you very rarely do. <laughs> what about Bowden? Is he going to play at 15 all the time now? We Yeah, again, we've... we've well, we've got... Do we have to mention? We've mentioned this. We've actually featured on another podcast. Oh, we have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's called The Canadian Ruck. Yeah. Uh, it's a great Download little podcast it. about... Not a little podcast. It's a great podcast yeah. about Canadian rugby, but they have interviewed... Well, the host, Jamie, good guy, yeah. he's hosted all... Well, a lot of the Canadian uh, national, national rugby team. And then because... A couple of them are playing for the Chiefs. The Chiefs. He's got what, Sam Kane on there, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and Liam Bosher. Yeah, Liam Bosher. But he tried to get a couple of others. And he's then... got the Beast coming up pretty soon as well. So it's isn't it huge? You know, we've obviously built up the Beast. Yeah. We're like the um, the curtain raiser to the Beast. <laughs> 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 That's if we actually make his live. I think he's just done this, just you know. Just so we talk about him in our podcast. But. <laughs> Just to plug him and then he's like, delete. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we nah, have talked about guy. this he's on, um, yeah, so do we feel that Bowden Barrett's the 15 for New Zealand? I can't see any reason why he'd be playing at 15 for the Blues if it wasn't for the All Blacks saying they want him yeah. to play at 15. And I think Liam McDonald's gone, well, happy days, I've got. You know, Attila Black, who's a great player. Yeah. I got Bowden, who's a fantastic player. If I can make them both get on You'll the be pitch. Le- well, you would, though. I think, you know, Attila Black is playing fantastic rugby. Goal kicking is awesome. Yeah. Best in the country at the moment. Yeah, okay. He had a couple of dodge, didn't he? But only a couple. For, for a Kiwi, he's good For kicker. a Kiwi, mate, world class. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a kicker. <laughs> okay. And if one of them was on the bench is sort of murder. So you want to have both playing. Yeah. They're both leaders in that 10 role. You know, we've got, sometimes we've got uh, Otto Black at first receiver, sometimes we've got Bowden Barrett at first receiver. It just adds that second pivot, doesn't it? If the other person is a couple out wider. Yeah, I mean, people have, people have made a lot about this pivot, second pivot. Yeah. What will be really interesting is whether or not that becomes obsolete with the new rule changes about the offside line being refereed properly. I don't think it will, though, because you'll still get that rushing quick defence, won't you? Yeah, so possibly. But I, I actually think the second pivot needs to happen out wide anyway. Yes. I think the fly-off needs to pass to miss, miss 
12 to 15, and yeah. then 15 gets a wider. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where your second pivot comes in, not actually off nine. Oh, no, no, not off nine, no. But that's you, what they're using them for yes, yeah, as true. it currently okay. stands. Yeah. The other people that we wanted to meet, I mean, let's go back to Caleb Clark and just say he basically was a massive player in both the tries in the first half. He finished the first try beautifully. Yes. And in uh, great touches that lead to the second try. Well, the second try made that fantastic break, didn't he? Yeah. And then draw and pass. Draw and pass. And that was... Easy peasy. That's why we're looking and saying, could be a centre. Yeah. Good passing game. Yeah. Also, with that game, there were no penalties until the eighth minute. Which is unheard of this year on Super Rugby Aerotone. <laughs> I can't no even say one. it. What? Super Our, Rugby Aotearoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you are I've been living in England way yeah. too long. <laughs> <laughs> what about our second game, mate? Oh, the second game, obviously, weather was dreadful. And I thought Will Jordan and Damien McKenzie did incredibly well. Ooh, yeah, Will Jordan had a fantastic game. You know, under the high ball. Yeah. Like well, he absolute. scored that first try, didn't he? he yeah, I mean, Will, Will Jordan scored he both the tries. But Sivarese created both the tries. That was the game right then and there. Was basically Sivarese caught the ball, ran and then passed it. Yeah, but Real it's Real tough, eh? No, 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 no. Really no, so this tough. Is, you don't give that. This is the difference between an all black and a non-all black. Right. Okay, so let's just take non-all black. Okay. Ben Lamb, who you know I would like to be an all black. Yes. Ben Lamb would have caught that ball, probably not catch it, but let's <laughs> <laughs> and run straight. You are he would right, have though. ran, yeah, and he would have been tackled. Yes, and when he was being tackled, he may have thought at that point oh, it might have been a good idea to pass. Yeah, you watch that back. Severis expects to go and run the length and score, but he realizes that he's not. He's got backup options, and he is already positioning himself to pass the ball. It's almost like his plan B is to run and score the try. That's right. Plan A is to look for that support player. And that's the difference between yeah. an all-black and a non-all-black. And that's where someone like a Caleb Clark will will yet to see whether or not he has those skills. Yes. Well, he does, doesn't he? Look at that second try. Maybe. Are we actually talking sense here? <laughs> Maybe we are. <laughs> I'm not feeling too well. Look at the shakes. So, Will Jordan, you know, he, he yeah. scored those two nice tries. Did I see him create enough? No. And and that would was be he, my... Was he in that... Did he have the opportunity to? Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I thought the Crusaders looked really comfortable throughout this whole match until the very end. They and never then it looked got, like losing, though. They never looked like losing. I thought that the Chiefs just don't have... Enough, do they? Again, Damien McKenzie, good. He's bloody good, and you want him on a team. Anton Leonard-Brown was good defensively. Yeah, but in attack? I find, again, Aaron Cruden, not good in attack. Oh, no, I think you've been a bit harsh. No. I just don't think they've got the weapons. Anton Leonard-Brown, not that good in attack. Sean Wino, he was all right. He made some metres. Do you he was a Crusaders lad? Just moved to the He Chiefs. did, didn't he? That's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I, Great just, I, I think you you put up quite a funny uh, Instagram, yes. you know, post about Warren Gatlin's speeches, which is basically their their eft. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, you're right. I, I feel really sorry for him. Before COVID, they looked really strong. They I looked agree, like yeah. potentially the team to beat. Since COVID, they've lost one or two players to injury. 
that's had a knock-on effect to their performance because they never didn't they never had a lot off the bench, but they did have enough off the bench. Yeah. And their tight five have arguably underperformed in the first three games. They've been in every game. They have, yeah. You know, so but this again, was, they're like they they're like the Blues a year or two ago. They just couldn't finish the game. Yeah, they the, were they were yeah. kind of in it. I mean, they weren't in it at the start, but they could have won it. They actually could have won that game. Yeah, I mean, it, literally you know, two things that Civeris did won the game for the Crusaders. There wasn't a lot more in it. No. So Civeris, quick line out. Yeah. Yeah. Scores a try. Yeah. Well, should have that been a quick line out? I'm not sure. Did the ball go on straight? If the ball didn't go on straight, it shouldn't have been allowed. It touched. That ball definitely touched the barrier. As soon as it touches a barrier, you can you can take a quick line out, but it has to be on the mark. Yeah. Straight. Questionable. 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 Anyway, it was given. I thought that the Crusaders Ford Pack were exceptionally good in this match. And I think they played a better game plan, which was to pretty much kick the ball down, play territory, and yeah. you heard that at halftime. Yeah, you did. Now, you also did hear that hear Roger Randall at halftime. Roger Randall. Right. Roger Randall was asked, how are you going to win? His answer was, the forwards. <laughs> how are you going to win this game, Roger? Yeah, the forwards. It's down to the forwards. <laughs> Nothing to do with us backs. Well, just, just because it was a wet game, and it was an awful game, wasn't it? Weather-wise, This anyway. is coming from your coach. I know. How are you going to win? The forwards. There wasn't no more no more sort of explanation, just the forwards. And then you asked um, Scott, Scott Hansen, the, you know, obviously brother of Steve from the Crusaders, and he was talking about, we need to play position, we need to do yeah. this, that. And I just thought that was quite interesting to, to listen to Roger Randall, the difference between him and arguably the Crusaders outfit who have obviously spoken about how they're going to win this game and, and relay that to the to the players, whereas Roger just said the forwards. Well, uh, you know, he's saying that uh, this the forwards. Do they go in at halftime? Right forwards, you've got to be better. They go backs, take a seat, grab yourself a hot chocolate. Forwards, you've been rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And that's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, it does, yeah. It does. I just think Roger Randall might be there as like the team man. Right. Because Warren Gatlin often has a team man. His literally job is to keep the morale of the players up. Really? Arm over. Well, yeah. I want to be that guy. You could. You would do a great job at that. Uh, so maybe he fills in that. I thought 55 minutes, Chiefs had to play catch up in the wet. And at that point, I thought, you know, they're going to really struggle. To be fair to them, they did come back and it was a very, very tight finish. Where, But again, the Crusaders never looked like losing. No. I, mean, I that, never felt like they were... The win was in jeopardy. No. No, I, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. But it was at the je- in jeopardy, really. It really well, was in jeopardy, but it didn't feel like that, did it? So two good games, and, and we are going to now preview this weekend's games, and it's great to are. have a Friday game with the Australian Conference yes. coming back. But we're going to talk about, well, should we talk about the Aussie games first up? Shall we? Yeah, Let's so on that. Friday we've got the Reds v the Waratahs. Well, I think the Waratahs are going to win. It wasn't really. We were talking up the Reds, weren't we? Started the oh, Super Rugby. Yeah. We then, really thought that they were going to do some good stuff. Yeah, they've lost a few players due to the pay cut scenario, and 
it would be really interesting to see because, like, on the face of it, the Brumbies are head and shoulders above everyone yes. else. Yeah. I think it's a bit harsh on the Western Force not playing in the first weekend as well. It's like, welcome back, lads. You can have the first weekend You've actually off. got the bye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, Brumbies are standout should easily win the competition. Yes. Yeah. Second, you'd have to probably say... You'd almost go the Rebels. But, you know, but Waratah's no Kirtley Beal, mate. No, he's so gone. their team's changed. Yeah. Maybe the Reds, young team, maybe it's their time Nothing to shine. Nothing to lose. It's their time to shine. So I'm going to say, you were saying Waratahs? I'm go, yeah, I'm going to go Waratahs the win. I'm going to go Reds. Okay. Reds and narrow, narrow win for me at plus five for the Reds v. the Waratahs. What are you going for for the Waratahs? So you've gone plus five. Yeah. The the Reds. And I'm going to go, they're going to win by 10. Plus 10 for the Waratahs. What about the Brumbies? This is on Saturday. Uh, Brumbies v. the Rebels. I think would we both agree that the Brumbies will win that? Yeah. And I'm going to say by 15. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, by 15. Okay. I'm, I'm that confident. I'm going to go by nine. Brumbies by nine. Yeah. That's a weird amount. No. Three penalties. Yeah, True. Uh, now to New Zealand competition. We've got yes. the Highlanders versus the Crusaders. Highlanders is at home, hurting a little bit, but they've played well this year. Can they, they upset? They need to win. They well, they obviously need to win. Yeah. But I've gone Crusaders by ten. I agree with you. Crusaders by ten. I just think the Crusaders have too much firepower. And saying that, I don't really see the Crusaders as having a lot of firepower other than their back three is incredibly strong and their forwards are incredibly strong. I see a bit of a weakness going in there in their midfield. Not that their midfield isn't a good midfield. Good Hugh. It's a very good midfield, mm. but it's just not not a game breakers in there. I, I don't I don't see them as game breakers. No. But what Crusaders could desperately do with is a you know a, a sunny bill in his heyday. Yeah. Or even someone like a Caleb Clark that you can bring on a Lamape is going to get you over that gain line. If they had one of those. Especially that, when teams are sort of weary and tired. Absolutely. 100%. So it'd be very interesting when the team lists come out for these. I know that there's been a number of injuries. Brandon, Braden Enos, he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, Callum Grace is out. Right. And he, how good was he on the weekend? No. Callum Grace is at, He's a run for an All Black this year, 100%. He could be, they're talking about him in the same light as a young Richie McCaw. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, blindside flanker. Yeah, he is, so, yeah. So um, now, Rugby Forecast has not got the Aussie matches up on the website yet. No. But I'm guessing they will have those. they are Crusaders saying, by five. Yeah, they're going Crusaders by five. Now, we've got the Chiefs versus the Hurricanes, mate. Uh, see, I haven't put anything down. They both need a win. <laughs> I'm sorry. They both well, the need Chiefs, a win. The Chiefs are... Uh, I, I can't see the Hurricanes coming back from this position, even if they won. No. But I could see the Chiefs beating the Blues, the Crusaders in the second round matches. You know, I could see that happening, but I can't see the Hurricanes beating... In, not that they won't beat anyone, but beating, having a consistent run yeah. to, to come back. So I'm going to say... The Chiefs have to win, and I think they will win. It'll be narrow, 
I'm saying under 10, so I'm going to go under 10, mate. Right, so I've I've put down here, I want the uh, the Hurricanes to win by seven. You want them to win by seven? And I think they will. You think the Hurricanes are going to win by seven? Yep. Jeez, you've had a few too many tequilas before you've come on, mate. <laughs> uh, so you, you've gone Chiefs by 10? Chiefs by under 10, I think. No, no, you can't go, oh yeah, Chiefs by under 20. All right. Chiefs by nine. <laughs> okay, fine. There you go. Listeners' questions now, Tobes. Yes. First one, very short and sweet, through Twitter. ABs versus kangaroos, fellas. What do you think? That came from Sam on Twitter. Right. Um, interesting. This is serious as well. Like, this is, is not a rumor. serious, though? No, I was listening to an interview that my good friend Fozzie, um, or as you like to call him, Ian Smith, <laughs> and he was saying that it's genuine that they've wow. made that they've made contact that he has he is he's interested in it and they are saying that it could net 10 million pounds that's how much the game would be worth really yeah pay per view right okay yeah okay so you thinking there's not a lot of sport on. No. You've got a one-off match. Yeah. 10 million quid. Jeez. And as we know, the coffers, uh, the bank is, is empty at the moment and they need the money. So five five mil each. Five min. Ten mil. I think it'd be more. I think they're underestimating how many people would pay. Really? 20. Would you pay for it? 100%. Would you? 100%. 10 pounds each then, eh? Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd be serious. Yeah. I, I, I would have a party. Not that you're allowed to party. <laughs> if we weren't in COVID, I'd have a party. If, because of COVID, I, me and you and our family round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd pay. 100% pay. There's nothing else going on. No. It's a one-off game. It's part of history, arguably. So what are the rules then for it? Well, they, they haven't come up with that. But this is what I'm recommending. Well, this is what I think will happen. Okay. It'll have to be a hybrid of rules, but it's going to look way more like rugby league right. than it would rugby. You, you couldn't play rugby because scrum's dangerous, line-out's dangerous, and ruck's dangerous yeah. for the leaguey boys. Yeah, true. Okay. Whereas the New Zealand ABs, they've got enough players who have played league or have watched a lot of league. Yeah. That they would have, and the rules are a bit easier, I think, aren't they? Yeah, I think where it would be interesting is in that defensive line. You know, are you going to expect the All Blacks to get back? Well, you kind of have to, don't you? No, that's right. I think they'd just have a a tackle line, and they'd play from there. No, you can't yeah, do yeah. that. No, trust me, you it would have to do be that. no because it was such a big advantage to the to the Australians. Kangaroos. Be, if they, well, no, if I don't you, think it will be on the tackle line, but it should be maybe five metres back. Two metres back. Two, two metres. Because if they're on the defensive line or on the tackle line, you're not going to get anywhere. Well, this is where they would swing back to the New Zealanders. Being swung back to the rugby, not the New Zealanders, or any rugby team, right, that would yeah. swing back to them because that's what they're used to. And actually, that's what they play. You think about rugby, they, they play... That way, all the time. There's no, there's no offside line. Normally, the tackle happens. No one goes into the ruck, and they're right there. Yeah. 
So it would be to their advantage. And it would be such an advantage that it would probably swing the game quite significantly back to the, the rugby player. Just that one rule change. If you then chucked in line out, well, yeah, you know, you couldn't have a scrum as no. normal. So I'm going to say it would be a little bit more interesting than I first thought. I kind of thought it was, unless it was rugby, the, the ABs would really struggle. But actually, we've had a little look at a team and we've we thought have, that yeah. we... We wouldn't be too far away. I think the other issues that they'd have to overcome was the only way it could happen is if the kangaroos came to New Zealand and did their two weeks quarantine because you wouldn't want to play this match without a crowd. That would be ridiculous. Yes, no, I agree. And you think you you could easily, easily fill the stadium, any stadium that they're playing anywhere in New Zealand you know you could go World Cup make it as big as you could possibly can at at, uh, Eden Park you get in there 80,000 extra you know not extra seats but get it up to 80,000 like they did I think for the World Cup or 60,000 or whatever and you'd fill it out whereas if you go to Australia you can have no crowd which would be ridiculous it would be awful to play that game with no crowd well you'd have the crowd on the uh, on the telly wouldn't you yeah Yeah. Like they're doing the football yeah, here. Te- terrible crowd noise. Well, it's, is it, I'm not sure whether it's, it's getting better. better. Um, so that's that's another thing that would swing it towards New Zealand again. That you that have to be in two weeks quarantine. Yeah. Who's going to ref it? I'm going to say Nigel Owens. He'd be a good man to referee it. He would have a great understanding of rugby, but he would be good enough to adapt to the league kind of styly rules. That would also be interesting. Interesting, yeah. And the only other area they've got to get over is the injuries. Because let's be honest, rugby league tackles are... Aggressive. Aggressive. And they wouldn't be legal in rugby union. That would be my first thought. Is it better to play Australia versus Australia? Australia league versus uh, Aussie? They need the money. Straight into it. They need the money. Straight into it. New Zealand v New Zealand and then... And then the winner plays the winner. No, I think maybe New Zealand League versus Australian Rugby. Australian League versus New Zealand Rugby. Okay. I'd go with that. But they both have to be played in New Zealand. That's the only thing. Yes. So. But we've picked a little team, haven't we? We have. And And this was really quickly. I've actually... Really, uh, really quickly. I've actually picked up the positions here as well. Okay, go on. So we can uh, say where they'll go. So we think... Dane Coles. 100% Dane Coles. He can be a prop. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you've gone Anton Leonard-Brown at hooker. There's no, there's no contesting of the scrums. No. I, you know, and he, he kind of plays that kind of busty yeah. kind of style. True, true. We've gone Cody Taylor as the other prop as yep, well. we have, yeah. Both good ball handlers. Yes. Good runners with the ball. Yeah. Uh, who's PT? Patrick Turpilotu. Oh, yeah. So he's going in the second row, is he? Second row, mate. Or do yeah. you want him in the lock position? Aren't they the same thing? No. So no, <laughs> not in league, mate. Not in league. Anyway, so we've got him in there. We've got Caleb Clark. Yeah, big unit, eh? And we've got Sam Kane. Yep. Sam Kane just to calm everything down, yeah. control it. Big hits. Workhorse. Workhorse, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we've got... Hoskins Satutu. Hoskins Satutu. Got to be in there somewhere. And Aikida Yuani. Yes. 
big ball carrier again. God, those are going to be ba- those two are backs. <laughs> you know, no, because it'll be a hybrid, mate. <laughs> yeah, hybrid. true. It'll true. Be a hybrid game. Okay, and then we've got Weber. Got to have Weber He's runner. Quick, quick. Rapid, rapid. Well, he chased down Severus, did. didn't he, on the yeah. weekend? Yeah, that's how fast he is. Yeah, uh, Richie Mwanga, standoff. Yep. Good old Richie. Yeah. We've got Rico Gear. A oh, Rico Gear goal. Wish <laughs> he we was had good, eh? Hey? He, he was, was good. good. He went to Gisborne Boys High School. Did he? He yeah. wasn't as good and as Ho- and, Ho- <laughs> and Jose. Jose was a hell of a player as well. He was tall. Anyway, uh, we've got Rico Yuani. La Mape, who's <gasps> played league. He has. He's played the game. Civil Reese. Civil Reese, yeah. And BB. We've got Bone Barrett, but you, you, you've crossed out. Ben Lamb there, mate. Your, on the your bench. Best, your best friend, Ben Lamb. Ben Lamb on the wing. <sighs> Hard to stop. Your best friend, mate. <laughs> I love Ben Lamb. What a legend. You do. I will miss him when he's gone to really? Europe. Yeah, hugely. Hugely. So that's who we would select. Now, if you disagree with us, and I'm sure many of you will, then please uh, get onto the Twitter. Let us know your starting lineup. Now, for me, it'd be a hybrid. That's where that hybrid, they wouldn't yeah. play 15, but they might play 14. That's where they might make one of those yeah. things. But I would love to see it happen. I would love to see it happen. The ABs would have nothing to lose because they wouldn't be playing rugby. The Kangaroos would have nothing to lose because they wouldn't be playing league. Yes. So it would be in right exhibition. It would be interesting. I mean, it could go completely and utterly in one direction, but I have a funny Good feeling that it might start off in favour of the leagueies and it might sort of take the ABs 20, 30 minutes to get into the game. Yeah. Maybe by that stage, it'll be too late. Yes, maybe. Uh, but then they could come back, roaring back. It could be quite interesting. I think the lot, lot's changed since, you know, Bath played Wigan all those years ago. Rugby's taken a heck of a lot from rugby league. Not just players, but structures, defensive yeah. structures, attacking structures. So therefore, there's way more of a crossover that's happened anyway. Our second question. Greg yeah. Turner. Was this, this was on the Gmail? This was on the Gmail, yeah. Um, people always talk about the old Super Rugby being better. What is the difference? And was it actually better? For me, it was better. It was, was it? Yeah, the major difference was it was, if you look at the heyday of Super Rugby, it was 10 to 12 teams. So you had South Africa, three teams. Well, it was, a super, it was super 12, wasn't it? Super 10 to start. It was super 10 to start. Three teams from South Africa, two teams from Australia, five teams from New Zealand. Yeah. And it was great because it was played over a, quite a short period of time. You had all the best players in the world because this was back in the day where, you know, people weren't going to Europe. No, true. To play their rugby, yeah. it wasn't like it was it wasn't like it was frowned upon. Just why would you? No, back in those days. Yeah, and then it moved to South Africa got an extra team, Australia got an extra team, and New Zealand had st- stayed with five, and that was fantastic as well. Super Twelves was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Massive crowds had all the best players I mentioned, and the Northern Hemisphere at this time. Their rugby was absolute. It was a joke. <laughs> it was um, until World Cups. Yeah, it was just a joke, and all they did was kick the ball, boot the ball. Back in these days, the pitches in the, in the apart, northern hemisphere were yeah. terrible. Mud baths. Mud baths. You know, you had players who had played 
amateur rugby and yeah. still were really playing amateur rugby, whereas in New Zealand and Australia and South Africa... But more professional. A little bit more professional. You know, the South Africans had been doing a few underhand tricks. New Zealand had been doing a few underhand tricks and a lot of Australian players who played league or yeah. or AFL who'd been getting paid and they'd made, the, they'd made the jump to rugby because it became professional. Yeah. Massive crowds, though. There Massive were crowds. Actually, big crowds. Yeah, big crowds. And we played under different rules to encourage yes. our game to be this flowing game. And, and, and then the Northern Hemisphere have kind of joined in on those rules, mm. most of those rules. So, but when you watch the Super Rugby game, it was completely different than watching a Premiership Rugby game. Yeah. You know, it was chalk and cheese. You had the, some of the best players in the world. Then you were watching some people School who, boys. you know, really arguably shouldn't have been playing professional sport. Yeah. So it was better. And that was the big differences. Now, funnily, we could easily move back to a lot of those things. We could go to smaller groups of players, you know, yeah. smaller teams. We could go back to 10 or 12. Well, you know, if they did that, that means that the pool of players, especially in South Africa and Australia, would be bigger for those few teams. Absolutely. Which would mean that those teams would be better. That, that definitely mean the Australian and South African would have more money to throw at those teams yes. as well. So that's one thing. If the, then the club, world club competition kicks in, yeah. then there's more money available to those clubs. Yeah. So then arguably players wouldn't feel the need to leave for more money. Yeah, true. So lots and lots to think about. But my worry is, is as I mentioned on the Twitter, is there's been a lot of talking nothing's happened yet no so you know everyone's talking do New Zealand go it on their own with their own competition versus Australia and forget about South Africa I but they haven't th- done no. anything but I still think they need to keep the super rugby going southern hemisphere not just Aotearoa or with Australia they need to keep that South African or those South African clubs in it because it it's it's exciting playing the South African. Oh, I think so as well. I absolutely agree with you. You know, and I love watching South Africans play rugby because they're bloody good at it. You could very easily, very easily play in your conference, just in your conference, home and away. Yeah, and then go to a finals competition. Well, then you know the top two go through. Yeah. So you play, you know, top basically top six yeah. competition, wouldn't you? Two from each. Well, you've got Super Rugby Aotearoa, you've got Super Rugby Australia. Super Rugby South Africa. Yeah. And and you could still have you know, you, you could, could still, still have Japan in there and Argentina in in, in one of those wild card league. You maybe know, you've got Uruguay. Yeah, you'd have you've a heck of a lot of travel though, wouldn't you? But but yes, you could do that. You could do that. And and actually for the players going to you know, it would be a real disadvantage to Argentina or or Japan or yes. whatever because yeah. of the, the the amount they would have to travel. But to the New Zealand teams or the Australian teams, it'd be great going away once or twice a year yeah. rather than going away for half the season yeah. would be a real real pull for the players. You know, you Or, you know, if Japan join the New Zealanders or even the Australians, yeah. they then go to that country for four weeks. Play and there's games. maybe a, a two week interlude. Maybe oh, international. I've always liked a good interlude. You know, yeah. when you used to go, to the, go to the you go to the <laughs> cinema back in the day. Are you probably too young? You go to the cinema and halfway through the movie, they'd have an interlude. Well, they just pause it, go for a they wee. They literally pause. Go the get video. some popcorn. <laughs> go get a milkshake. <laughs> Absolutely. 
now you're right. They could do that. You know, maybe they have three weeks off and you've got that international break. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Or something like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of getting things over and done with. But you you could literally play. Your competition. I'm just thinking get, about get to your finals and then have your internationals and then play your finals. You could do that, yeah. Yeah. So now that I, I think this is all good. If we were in charge, Tobes, it'd be a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> talking like talking about a shambles. Let's quiz. go to the quiz. We're almost oh, there, listeners. Wait. We're almost I near the end. <laughs> wait, here we go. So, am I asking you first? You are asking me first. This is how this works. I now, seem to always ask you though. Oh, I'm going. I'm bringing up the wrong thing here. I'm just going to bring Come on, up bud. now. So, who won last week? I think did that. It was that? a draw. I think. No, I won. Oh. oh, right. And did I lose? And you lost. Okay, right, right. So, Damien, your first question. So mine is about the uh, the Highlanders. Mine is about the Blues. Okay. Who was the tallest Highlander? (laughs) I'm joking. It'd be something I would say. So, who has the most caps for the Highlanders? In their current team. Are you going to do what you did last week? What? Not current team ever. Ben Smith, Tane Randall, Tony Brown, or Anton Oliver. This is Super Rugby caps. This is su- for the Highlanders, so Super Rugby. Go through those people again. Ben Smith. I think Ben Smith, but go on. Tane Randall. No. Tony Brown. Could be. Anton Oliver. Oh, Anton Oliver's a great shout, but he... Mm, he's a good shout. He's a good <laughs> shout. He's a very good shout. I, I still feel Ben Smith. Okay. Is the top, but I am not a hundred percent sure. Final answer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are correct. Thank you very much. He it must have been pretty close, was it? Not really. No, um, hundred and well, hundred and fifty-three. Ben Smith. Yeah, but then you've got Aaron Smith, who's up there as well. How many has Aaron Smith got? You don't know, do you? Couldn't tell you. Just but he's about a hundred. He's about hundred and forty odd. So he'll overtake him, only. You'd, you'd you would imagine so. Yeah. so. Yeah. You'd imagine. Your first question. That was now, a good question, though, wasn't it? It was all, very good. Thank very you. Very good. I had no idea. No. I did, actually, because I know my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I remember when he was playing his last game. They made, right. made 150th, 50th game. Right. Uh, was, was you know, and he scored a try very early on his 150th game. Okay. And he played a few more before the end of the season was out. Because you now are a Blues fan. No, you know, it is your no. home team, you know, and I wonder why. We've spoken about no, this. We've made a few jokes right. about this. Yeah, and, yeah. No, and I, some I would what, say glory you, hunting. You but, are, you know, others you would say that. You are spot genuine. on, and you are always spot on, so carry on. <laughs> Last year at the 2019 Blues Team Awards, and a proper Blues fan would know this, who won Player of the Year? It was out of A- Patrick Tupelotu, B. TJ Fahani, C. Milani Nanai, one of my favourite players, you know about that. In fact, he's got great rap since he's come over to Europe. Has he really? Yeah. Who's he playing for? I can't, don't remember. Don't Excellent. ask those questions. <laughs> and uh, D was Maha Nonu. A. Patrick Tupelotu, B. TJ Fahani. I'm surprised that Rico Yuani's not in there. No, remember he didn't play very well last year. 
No. He had a no, bit of a shocker, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. Actually. Um, it, it, it's not Ma'anonu. It's not? No. He played well last year. He but did, I'm yeah. going to cross him out. Okay. okay. And what was the first one you said? Patrick. Patrick Tupelotu. Could be Patrick. Okay. Shall I give him a little a little tick? Yeah. Okay. Um, it could be TJ Fayani. Give him a little tick. Milani Nanai. Milani Nanai. I think it's, uh, it's so Tick or cross? No, Tick or cross? Cross. Cross. cross? cross. You don't think it was him? No. <laughs> so Milani Nanai was not player of the year last year. I don't think so. Uh, I think it was... It's either Patrick or... Well, obviously, you're giving them both tips. I know, but I'm just, I'm just talking answer, through it. Um, TJ Fayani. Final answer? Yes. You are? Are you sure? Yes. You yes. are correct. Well done, mate. Well done. That was a tough one, actually. I thought you wouldn't get that one. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I'm really worried now. <laughs> okay, your second question. Now, I'm going to hide my face here because you always go off my face. <laughs> Who has scored the most points for the Highlanders? Ben Smith. Tony Brown, I think. Lima Sopawanga? No, no chance. Tony Brown? Yeah. Or Jimmy Cowan? Oh, the Jimmy Cowan. The Jimmy Cowan is a great... He was a heck of a... (laughs) He was a dick on the pitch. A good one, though. There's no, no chance that he wasn't a kicker. He did kick a little bit, but okay. he was a good player, though. I think it's Tony Brown. Who, just run through them again. Ben Smith, Lima Sopwanga, Tony Brown, or Jimmy Cowan? Wow, it's got to be Tony Brown. It's got to be Tony Brown. Okay. Is your final answer? <laughs> yes, final answer. You're wrong. Who is it? Lima Sopwanga. He's the highest point scorer. Yeah. Wow. I'm just, just... A, I'm just about to bring up and see how many points Tony Brown did get for the Highlanders. I'm shocked by that. Tony Brown was a heck of a kicker and played, I thought, for a lot longer. I reckon yeah, you're so, wrong, mate. Tony Brown for the Highlanders, 857 points. Yeah. Lima Sopawanga, 866. So you're expecting me to know the difference... Of a what eight points? Well, eight points over a career that spans over like ten years. Hey, that is such a nice question to give me. Hey, <laughs> All I, right, thought, I that, thought that was a bit easier. Really? Yeah. No, obviously uh, I, not. I got wrong. Yeah, well, hey. Okay, Bowden Barrett is a gifted athlete. We all know this. Yes, he is. In this year's Super Rugby Aotearoa. Competition. Okay. He has played at fullback. We yes. know that. And all this, you know. We've talked about it. Where we're kicking is an integral part of the game. And I don't mean off the tee. Right. I'm talking about yes. out of hand. Okay. How much has Bowden Barrett used his unnatural foot? <laughs> Are <laughs> you kicking? joking? That's, <laughs> when a, kicking. that's a Toby Harris question <laughs> right there. When kicking out of hand. Is it 5%? Is it 12%? Is it 23%? Or is it 33%? These are all rounded to the nearest percent. Okay. Um, Do you want me to go through that again? No. Um, I don't think it's 5% because he has actually been kicking out of hand with his bad foot a lot. 
So he's a natural right footer. He is. And he's been kicking with his left boot. So I'm going to say 23%. Final answer. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I'm wrong. <laughs> 33%. Wow. In there the Highlanders game, he kicked 43% off his, off his kicking off his poor foot. Well, it's obviously not that bad, though, is it? Well, no, I mean, obviously, he's worked during his time yeah. off on his weak foot. He's used that time, hasn't he, to say, I'm going to get my left foot. But that is also, do you know what that's saying as well? I'm playing at fullback. Yeah, I need to be able to kick both feet. I need feet. to be able to kick both feet. Well, maybe not, because you need to kick both feet from 10. Big not time. Not really. Oh, massive. You know when Not they, as much as fullback. You know when they're, um, when they're a scrum, right on your line? And you've got them chasing you down, you need to be kick off both feet. But what a great skill to use. Yeah, t- what oh, a great thing to do with the time he's yeah. had off was to work on that. So it is one all. It is one all. Right, are we ready? We Again, are. I'm going to hide my face. I'm going to do it every week now. Okay. Which Highlander has the most caps for the ABs, past and present? Aaron Smith. Ben Smith, Tony Brown, or Anton Oliver? Okay, so uh, I'm definitely not Tony Brown. Okay. He was more of a reserve fly-off. For, for Andrew the, Murdens? For the ABs, yeah. Okay, um, so he's out. Anton Oliver is not a bad shout. He played, he played quite a long time for the ABs. He's in there. Okay. Uh, you're saying Ben Smith. Yeah. I think he's right up there. Or Aaron Smith. I don't think Aaron Smith has played. Oh, he did. You know, he's played pretty. He's played quite a lot. Ben Smith's been around a little bit longer. Yes. So I'm going to, I'm unsure, but I'm going to say Ben Smith. You're wrong. I didn't say, you didn't say final answer. (laughs) I didn't want to. (laughs) Is it Anton? Oliver. No. So Aaron Tony, Smith. you were right about Tony Brown. Yeah. Hang 18. on. Hang on. I'm wrong, mate. Yes. Um, yeah, he played 18 tests. Yeah. Anton Oliver, 59. I was surprised with that. As many or not not as much. Not as much. They didn't play as much. No, then. true, true. Uh, ben Smith was 84. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and remember, and, he's and, finished and, now. And Aaron Smith is? Aaron Smith is 87. And counting. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't. I didn't see that one. No, neither did I. That's hence I why was, you gave me these questions. It was more for. It was also a learning curve for both of us. It was. So on this <laughs> last question, that I'm going to give you. I had two questions to choose from, and I'm picking the harder one or the easier one. It d- depends on what your knowledge is, okay. really. Right. So. Uh, if you get this, you win. Okay, yes. If you get this, you win. Yeah, boy. Okay. Dan Carter yes. became a free agent after the Japanese season was cancelled because of the coronavirus. Since then, he's returned to Auckland to play yep. his rugby because it's a family. According to the New Zealand Herald, Carter took a pay cut. Right. Okay. You'd think that, wouldn't you? Right. But how much of a pay cut oh did he take? God. This is a uh, 10-game season, all right? So that we're not going to talk about how much of a pay cut. We're going to talk about how much he's got paid by 
by the Blues for the 10 games. Okay. 10 game season. Okay. A, for the whole 10 games, this is all in pounds as well. Okay. All right. 9,000 pounds for the 10 games. 18,000 pounds for the 10 games. Right. 25,000 pounds for 10 games or 75,000 pounds for the 10 games. 75,000 pounds. Final answer. Final answer. Wow. 9,000 pounds. So that's about, about $20,000. Sorry, I should have I should have actually. <laughs> Damn it. I was thinking dollars. No, even he's getting he paid. Pounds. Wait for this. This is this is how amazing it is. This just shows actually the the man that is Dan Carter. He's getting paid nine hundred and twenty pounds a week. It's absolutely amazing, isn't yeah. it? So it's not about money. You no. talk about players playing for the money. Yeah. I mean, he he's got has lot- played for the money in the past, but he's he's what, which I'm finding quite amazed about this, or why I'm amazed about that, is because he's actually. He's actually bringing it back to grassroots, really, isn't he? Yeah, if he's you going. Think about he's, it. he's going there to help out New yeah. Zealand rugby. He's not helping out the Blues. He no. is helping out the Blues, of yes, course. But he's improving, like you say, the youth, the New Zealand rugby. Yeah, the I mean, up and comers. You know, it's it's great for the TVs. Yeah. it's great for the fans. It's great for the world rugby. Yes, but I just want to I see just him hope play. He gets a game. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't play against the Crusaders. I think that would be that would be too hard on him. No, he'd love it. He wouldn't love it. Yes, he, he wouldn't would. love it. Come on. I think the Crusader boys would be okay, but but yeah. Anyway, mate. It's a draw. It's a draw. Fantastic. So it's mm. one of village. those each. No, it's village. It's the <laughs> second draw we've had in the three re- three first three weeks, which yeah. is I'm um, getting uneasy about. You are doing some <laughs> research, which is so unlike you. Uh, uh, next week, we obviously have four games to review, which is going yes. to be fantastic. Great to see the Australians Conference back in, and it's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Oh. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Australians have weathered the storm, so to speak. Yeah. And see how they've improved or gone down the drain. It'll be very interesting watching those games with no crowds compared to the New Zealand games with crowds. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge, make yes. a huge difference. Yeah. But anyway, it's yeah. always a pleasure entertaining you guys and girls out there for another week. Uh, if you want to support us, please make sure that you yeah. write a review. You like, tell people about us because retweet, the more whatever. people that know about us, the more opportunity for people not to like us. But <laughs> every now and then, maybe 1% of people to like us and subscribe. Make sure, make sure you subscribe. But the big thing that we'd like some help with is voice questions. Yes. Oh, so if we you had would a few like, of those back in the day, didn't back we? Back in the day, the glory days, the Super Rugby podcast where we had people that actually wanted their voice on our podcast but if you wanted to send us a voice question they are always fantastic we always put them on here yes uh, and it almost makes sure that your question gets answers because we do have a few that we have to sift through and pick out the best ones but generally voice question you're in yeah <laughs> jump the queue <laughs> fantastic but anyway until next time it's always a pleasure thanks very much see you <laughs> Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.